0: So just a few images of of, uh, generosity and a a quote from somebody reasonably famous. So we make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. And that was Winston Churchill. So uh, actually looking at at some of the quotes are amazing. Um, Actually, I'll just. Oh no, it's on my computer. There was an amazing one by um John Wesley. Um but I can't remember it all. But if you go on and if you want to look at inspiring quotes and some of the things that people have said, it's uh, go online as well. So um I thought right, we'll start with um what we believe. So this is what it says in the on the website so generosity we want to be generous in all that we do in our praise and worship in our time and energy in our hospitality in giving thanks and in the use of our money and possessions tithing is a biblical principle and we encourage people to do this and be generous also so and then the oxford uh, then the di- uh, a couple of di- uh, dictionary definitions Generous, to be generous is willing to give money, help, kindness, etc. Especially more than is usual or expected. Or um, showing a readiness to give more of something, especially money, than is strictly necessary. Or I like that bit, strictly necessary. If you're, if you're only doing the strictly necessary, we're not really being generous, are we? Um, But I did want to talk a little bit, because obviously our definition of generosity includes more than money. And uh, so I did want to talk a little bit about time generosity and relational generosity. And just to say, um, Donna did an excellent preach on May the 14th. And I can't remember the exact title of it, but it was a preach, uh, I think it was a Sunday morning, and it was about um, leaving footprints. What footprints are you going to leave in people's lives? um you know by by kindness so kindness um is a huge part of being generous i think um so so if you want to look at more about relational generosity then do go um and and listen and you missed donna's preach do go on the website or on the podcast and listen to that one and then time generosity isn't it we're all so busy and um and i want to actually these things are very much linked aren't they relational and time generosity are very much linked and um we we have been talking about serving uh, and and um and uh, the need for more servers on a sunday morning and there's two there's um well there's Three groups of people. I'm just going to mention. We do appreciate every single team. So stewarding, welcome, car park, teas and coffees. Trying to think words, etc. But um, there's there's one, two groups of people. One is the um, PA. It's such how many of us. Quite often we can appreciate the worship band. Uh, because we see them, we can understand what they're doing. And you know, how many of us have got ears good enough to say, wow, that was a good bit of mixing or whatever they're doing at the back <laughs> um, on a Sunday morning. We only notice when it goes wrong, don't we? That's the only time. We, when all the time they're doing a fantastic job, we don't notice. Actually, until you go to another event. Um, yes, we were at a, another event and we'd be, yeah, and, and we thought, we were there. Wow, the sound, it wasn't, it wasn't in a church. We'd say, oh, the sound and the musicians are really not as good as at Eastgate. Um, and we had actually paid to be in this event. Anyway, if you are part of the present, um, PA teams, or you've signed up to be part of the future PA teams in, um, September, or if you've stepped down from PA in the last year, but have been part of the PA teams recently, could you please stand? They're not very big, because you only have one of them. There's not a very big team. All right, these guys, they're there with the worship teams at, what, 8.30 or before on a Sunday morning. They are, they have been time um, and uh, generous. Oh, yeah, An- <laughs> Anthony, you should be standing. <laughs> <laughs> they've been time generous uh, do you also meet do the midweek practices as well so they're here midweek as well with the worship bands and we are often unaware of them so i do want to really um, appreciate uh, you know appreciate them And then the worship teams, again, they are here by 8.30 on a Sunday morning and, and often are picking, um, are, are placking away after the service. And uh, they're here on the weeks, they have, they're have. they doing midweek practices. But it's not just, uh, they have inspired me, not just through their worship, um, but um, by the way that they relate together in teams. That they have actually built their teams um, where they value and relate to one another that the bands get together um, the this individual bands get together so that they know really know each other they have socials the worship um, team as a whole ha- uh, get together they have days together they have um, socials together and they have been they are relationally and time generous so worship teams i would like to um, for you to stand <laughs> Come on, Claire, you're on. (laughs) You are still part. (laughs) Wow. And then we have the, the, we need you to be time generous, some more of you to be time and relationally generous. I want to thank everybody. We have had, um, I can't, I think youth must be about maybe eight people. I don't know. I'm just guessing a little bit there. Um, In in, um, kids' work, we have had, um, I think, just over 20 people sign up to be part of our kids' teams, um, to show interest in being part of our kids' teams in September. However, the need is 50. So we're still saying, can you be relationally generous and time generous? In actual fact, on, it, it, it's only um, in September, it will only be for an hour and about an hour and 10 minutes, hour and five minutes. Um, be out with the kids uh, during the um, end of the worship and the uh, sermon. And and just love our kids you do not have to have um great um, uh, child you know sort of teaching or anything like that there's different roles within our kids work and if you can love our kids smile at, at and, and um have a, a, a real heart for our kids we would love you to sign up and again uh, steph or i will be at the door on the way out um, but if you are part of kids teams and you are those who have you're part of the 20 who have extra who've signed up um, in the last few weeks can you stand so we've got some new ones yeah youth sorry and youth if you're part of youth stand as well there will be part of youth um, just to say David and Joe are away this weekend who would not Who head up the youth team but if you are interested in serving in youth um, just give your name to either Steph or I and we'll pass it happily pass it on or um, email into the office and it'll get passed on So just such a great offer, you know, just thank you that so many people here who are time and relationally generous. And I know that it's not all about work, uh, serving on a Sunday morning, that many of you are time and relationally generous on, um, on, uh, you know, throughout, throughout the week, not just with uh, members of the church, but with your communities, uh, with, each, you know, with, with friends. Um, so, so I didn't want to ignore that part of generosity. There's uh, just... One, I thought this was a, an interesting quote. Attention is the rarest and purest form of generosity, isn't it? When you give somebody their full, your full attention and, and make them feel like they're the, the only one in the room. You know, there's that, that, and especially, obviously, with children as well. So, generosity with wealth and possessions it was, there was something uh, that spurred me to, to um, speak on this. I do the um, enjoying God's word bit of daytime school. And the last uh, session we'd got through to 2 Corinthians and I'd set an assignment. It was on 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, um, which is about um, taking up an offering and, and people giving. And um, one of the students, not from Eastgate, uh, came up to me and they said, um, and quite often, when people come up, they're sort of, sort of asking you how little they could possibly get away with. This lady, it was not, she did not have that heart. She was just saying, wow, this isn't really what I've been taught. And it's, you know, can you tell me, you know, would you be able to tell me more than what's just in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9? And, and her heart was so genuine that I thought, oh, right, I'd love to. You know, that's something that there's other people you think... Oh, if we haven't been taught, and if we haven't sort of thought this one through, uh, then we're not actually um, serving people well. So, she was asking particularly about the Old Testament. So, in the Old Testament, um, you have tithes. So, a tithe, the meaning of the word tithe is a tenth. All right, so it, it's not sort of does a tithe mean, you know, is a tithe mean 8%? No, that's just the, the death, you know, tithe and tenth are the same root. So so the word tithe means um, a, a 10%. Well, you probably, you know, many of you will know that in actual fact the Israelites were encouraged to give a tenth of their income to the priests. And the reason that the priests got 10% of the income was that they didn't have, it was an agricultural um, uh community to begin with, and they didn't have um, land. And so that they didn't have a way of generating income. So they were dependent on the rest of the population. So the rest of the population gave 10% to the priests. Um, there was also a 10%. So we often think, oh, tithing all about giving 10% of our income. There's um, a 10% festival tax, which Seems a bit vague on what this was for. It seems like it was actually for a huge meal. (laughs) Would have been a very huge meal, wouldn't it? Celebration with 10% of your income. But I'm certain there was more to it than that. But it was um, a celebratory um, um, offering as well. And then once every three years, they gave 10% of their money to the Poor. There was another. They took up another tithe once every three years, and that was for the poor. Now, depending on how you add all these things up, you know whether you take 10% of 100% or 10% and then 10% of 90%, 10, you know, whatever you want to do this, it, it could mean that the Israelites were actually giving up to 23% of their income. You think, wow! But what God? What the whole law? And the Old Testament, sort of all the, the law in the Old Testament, you think, that's law. But law was for how do we live without the, how do people, how do, how do um, human beings relate to God and relate to one another in the absence of the indwelling Holy Spirit? So in a way, if, if, if love isn't going to be the motivation then you know this is how we how we how do we uh, live towards God and live towards each other without the empowering of the Holy Spirit. So, so you had these things which were offerings, and you could you know, obviously it's, it's like you can think well the the Levi, the one given to the priests was like a, an offering to God, and an offering to people, uh, to tithes to uh, to the poor. But the, the actual, there is more than that in the Old Testament. The whole thing is really, um, the, the law is really, how, how can we be generous? if gen, how, how can God give principles for generosity? And on top of um, uh, tithes, there were offerings. And some of those were compulsory. So if you sin, did a sin, you know, you had, there was a particular requirement um, given. Um, but actually there were voluntary offerings as well. And I I love the, the so there were burnt offerings, which was a voluntary offering for sin. There were grain offerings. This was a voluntary act of worship, um, a recognition of God's goodness and provision. So these people this is where Old Testament people could choose to come and say, Wow God I want to worship you and I'll give you a grain offering. And of course, although we that was like giving their income because that's what their income was. That's how they generated their income. Um, and then there was fellowship offerings. And this was a voluntary act of worship which involved it involved a meal and it was Thanksgiving and fellowship. So they were actually giving, they, they had opportunities to give more to God uh, than than was just required. And and then um, there were other other laws which enabled people to live generously towards the poor and the disadvantaged. And some of the most well-known of those would be the gleaning laws, i.e. that that people don't... um, If they're harvesting, you don't harvest um, uh, right to the edge of the field. Or if you've harvested the grapes once, and you think, okay, you know, a few of them weren't ripe, I'll go back and do it again kind of thing. They said that was discouraged. They said, no, let the poor, you know, leave, don't keep harvesting so you get absolutely everything from the field. Leave it so that the poor and disadvantaged can go and and, um, and, and get food. Um, and... Um, also, just things like at the year of Jew, uh, uh, the once every seven years when the fields were left fallow, it says, if anything, you know, don't plant anything on that year. If anything comes up, that's for the poor. So there was generosity. So it, there was all this, uh, all this built in about generosity, generosity towards people and generosity towards God. Um, and my feeling is, well, if that's, um, you know, if that's without the indwelling of the Holy Spirit wow i want to, i you know, i want to be looking to be being generous not in a legalistic way of uh, suddenly saying oh your yes, thought tides was 10 to 10% but wow you know you could be giving 23% we don't think in that way but i just think wow let's let's think of these principles of giving to god of giving to people and and live generously so 2 corinthians Eight, verse 1 now this is a situation this was a specific situation there was a famine in Jerusalem in Judea and people were in extreme um, hardship and danger as it were and so Paul is writing to the Corinthians and he is encouraged they have um, started previously to take up an offering for it to be sent to these people and uh, So this is a specific offering to the poor. Um, So this is how it starts. And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. In the midst of a severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability, entirely on their own, Their own. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in the service to the Lord's people, this service to the Lord's people. And they exceeded our expectation. They gave themselves first of all to the Lord and then by the will of God also to us. And I just want to pull out a couple of simple points from that. He's talking, so he's sort of boasting about the Macedonian church to the Corinthian church, and he's saying, out of their extreme poverty, that generosity isn't um, something that is uh, dependent on on our financial um, uh, the amount our, our financial income. Generosity is a is a, a state of heart and mind, and I love this that it says here: they gave themselves first of all to the Lord here are these extremely poor people, actually says that they're overflowing with joy in their extreme hardship and they're giving out of um, you know, severe hardship and, and they're giving not just, you know, they are giving to their brothers and sisters who they don't know in Judea, but they're giving to God. That This is a heart thing between them and God. And I remember when we were... Um, Pete and I travelled to Zimbabwe several times in the early 200s, or 201 to about 200, 2004, 2000, sorry, 2000s, 2001 to about 2004. And um, we were starting, the building offering had started, and um, inflation was rampant in Zimbabwe at that time, and um, The very first time we were shocked because we got 60 Zimbabwean dollars to the pound uh, when we went. And three weeks later, you were getting something like 120 Zimbabwean dollars to a pound. It got completely beyond that. A friend of ours owned a um, uh, a tractor um, spare parts business. At one point, he was having to put up his prices three times a day to keep up with inflation. That people who were paid at the beginning, you could, they had to stop pay, paying, paying people in, uh, on, a weekly basis, on a monthly basis because the, the money wasn't... Um, you know, if you got paid a month in advance, your money would not buy, hardly buy a loaf of bread by the time you, know, you got to the end of the month. And at that time, the Zimbabwean churches sent Eastgate. So I always well up with this. They sent Eastgate 1,000 pounds. They were coping with all kinds of difficulties. And here you are sitting with sacrificial giving and generosity from people who were, you know, queuing for bread and, and living in difficult circumstances. So, um, you know, the, the, the generosity isn't dependent on um, what you earn and, and how much you give. Uh, That is, you know, a thousand pounds on the price of this building. But that is part of the rich heritage. That generosity is part of the rich heritage of this building and this this community. Um, I just point out, actually, that it says, I want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. Grace is far more than God's unmerited love. Grace is this empowering love of God. Uh, this this it, it's powerful and it enables us to love, it enables us to serve, it enables us to have that relationship with God and it enables us um, to give. And then in contrast, one Timothy six seventeen. This is Paul um, telling Timothy, um, giving Timothy some teaching to pass on um, to uh, people that he's with. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that it may take hold of the life that is truly life. So here you've got a contrasting situation. First group were poor. This group are rich. And they're still being encouraged to be generous. Um, And again, the thing is, put their hope in God. This isn't a this isn't a legalistic thing. This is a relational thing with God. This is a relational um, heart uh, thing with God. Um, just to point out, it says um, uh, put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment doesn't actually say that God provides us with everything that we need, uh, that we think we need um, to have enjoyment. Okay, so you might think that you need, a, you know, I don't know, a Porsche or something for your enjoyment. Um, it says what everything, what that verse is saying is everything has come from God and he wants us to enjoy it. And when we have that thankful um, enjoyment attitude that uh, that's that's what we're looking for. Um, but I do think God is generous. God gives us more than we need, doesn't he? God blesses us. He's blessed. Uh, you know, he blesses us. And I'm, I think, I look sometimes and I see other people's eyes, I think, I am so relationally rich. I am so, you know, I just look at, you know, many of you I do know well. Some of you I don't know so well at all or, or not at all. But I am so relationally rich. But, you know, God has, has, you know, he is He is a generous God. And he does bless us. Um, but again, it's, it's like going back to this thing of uh, who will lay up a treasure for themselves as a firm foundation so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Somehow, in giving it 's actually another dimension of life is is released um, it 's a bit like uh, oh there 's a quote that 's saying um, uh, well no, it 's gone go back to the winston churchill that that basically you know we we make a living by what we get, but we actually make a life by what we give that um, that uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's this life released as we give, and there's a joy. I do believe it. God says it says God loves a generous, uh, God loves a cheerful giver, but actually, I think there is another way: is that you can choose to give, and sometimes you're thinking, oh, "I'm really not sure what I'm doing here," um, you know, and then and a joy is released. I think it works both ways. And Matthew six nineteen. Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So, generosity is a heart thing. And I just wanted to share a little bit about um, my, my um. Uh, give sort of, uh, view on on giving and this would be <clears throat> so we t- choose to tithe and in actual fact so we give 10% of our income and that started right from um yeah, I, I was actually a student in the days when you were given a student grant and I chose to um to uh, tithe my student grant I think things have slightly changed. I'll let you decide on, you know, on, I mean, you know, I think the whole thing of the loan is, is a slightly different issue. But I think that's the thing between, you know, people's personal um, hearts on that one. But I chose, we both chose, uh, we knew each other when we were students, actually got married when Pete was still a student and I was earning the princely sum of £3,000 a year, which even in 1980 was a pittance. Um, and, and we, we've, we've always ties. Actually, I remember the shock of my first pay packet. Because, you know, when you had your student loan, everything, you know, you got your student loan and everything came to you. And suddenly, I'd been told I was going to earn so much money a year, and, and there's my pay packet, and it says one figure there, and the figure that came into my <coughs> account was a totally different figure. And the shock of paying tax. And then the conundrum of whoa—do I pay tax on the amount I've actually got, or do I pay tax uh, before um, before uh, t- um, tax? Um, and uh, do, do I sorry do I pay do I tithe do I sorry do I tithe on what I've actually got in my income, uh, you know, my pay packet, or do I tithe on on before tax? And I actually can't remember. I don't think, I think initially, I, I can't, I'm not absolutely clear on this. I think initially, I, ch- we, I Pete and I might have had even d- different practice, but I think initially I may have tithed on what I actually got into my um, pay packet. And so I can certainly remember being challenged, thinking, actually, God, I want to take a step further. I want to, I want to tithe on my actual pre-tax um, income and uh and then it's sort of like well if you go to uh, bible week or something they ask for an offering so does that offering come out of your tithe or does that you know come out of uh you know do something else and and just on this thing of the in the old testament they had tithes and offerings <clears throat> and uh part of um, my belief and I, i'm speaking for uh, for the rest for, i'm speaking for the rest of the directors in eastgate is that we believe that that um, i we choose Pete and I, we give um 10% Minimum to our local church and then we give offerings above we give on top of that offerings on top of that and uh, so so, you know we have opportunities for building offerings and and things like that we you know we just love it sort of oh hey what can we put into building offerings over the years and and God's provided us in different ways selling um, different things and and we've put uh, money in the building in the building funds. But we don't just choose to, uh, you know, give only to Eastgate. We actually do um, charities, uh, give to charities, some of them on a, a regular basis. And some of those are Christian charities and some of them are non-Christian charities. Um, and then there's, there's those little prompts, aren't there, about, um, you know, oh, so, yeah, God puts somebody on your heart and you think, Okay, I just want to give some money to that person. And and so there's the there's, I don't know whether you call that that's just part of being generous. Um, but it's it's this wow, I want to make that an offering to God. We don't we do we as um, directors of Eastgate, we choose not to make tithing um, part of membership. It's not it's not compulsory part of membership our heart is that that's what you would want to do and that's what you're, um, you would be um, aiming to do. Um, because I, it's an adventure. So um, generosity, it's one of the things that gives us an opportunity to sacrificially worship God. I just think, wow, you know, you could think sometimes... Um, yeah, if you're talking to non-Christians, they say, oh, all the stuff you could do with that. I think, no, God, I choose to give that sacrificially to you. That's part of my worship. I think it's also a statement of trust in God. It's a statement of trust. God, I just want to give to you because I, I'm, I'm looking for you to, to come in on this one and, and trust you. It shows us where our treasure is. It does say that you know in those verses that uh, that our money how we use our money exposes where our treasure is what what is our heart and uh, so I choose because I want to to show God where my heart is and and be generous towards him it releases life I don't quite understand it but that's what it says so i think actually you know you're releasing more as you give you're releasing more um, than you think and it overflows in blessing in the lives of others and you, i just think the the generosity Um, that is is shown, I know many of you um, support things um, outside of Eastgate um, and support uh, things in in other countries. Just to say, at Eastgate, uh, we actually choose um, to uh, tithe our tithe. So out of all the money that comes from uh, congregational giving, um, we actually give 10% of that away. Because we want, we want the church to be working on the same principles as we are as individuals. And we choose, uh, we have a, a group, we, we choo- choose that, um, to give that to um, some local charities. Uh, they can be local Christian charities. We sometimes, you know, we might choose to support another church, um, you know, in, in helping them. If they've got a, a building fund, we could... Um, um, choose. Uh, so we actually support local Christian charities and non-Christian charities. Um, we support um, international, well-known international um, agencies, um, and and we look to see how can we be generous. Um, we've even um, um, asked our MP, do you know? Because we don't know everything good that's happening in Gravesend or happening in our area and we sometimes we'll ask our mp do you know of something someone or some cause in gravesend or gravesham that needs um, our you know that needs support And you hear of people who are doing amazing things on, on, you know, and they're they're raising money by jumble sales and cake sales. And we can bless them and save them hundreds of hours in in fundraising um, by supporting things in our local community as well. So my my invitation is to go on an adventure of giving with God. It's an adventure of trust in God. And you may think, oh, my goodness, Kim, I've never heard of this. I've never heard this. 10%. How can I possibly do that? I totally appreciate that's a huge thing to go from, you know, suddenly give 10% of your income away if you're not used to doing that. But you can start. You can say, God, I'd like to start on this adventure of giving. And this is all new to me, so I'd like to start at 2%. I'd really like to be able to give 3% soon and just work your way you know just think okay God I can trust you some more okay God I can trust you some more so so I say we don't choose to make a 10% tithe as part of our our um, being um, a member of Eastgate but it is one of our values. Generosity is one of our values. And, and a tithe as a beginning of generosity is just, you know, we just say, that's, that's where we sort of, um, a, we take it as a principle and we're, it, we, we are looking to do more than that. Um, so, um, it's just to say, generosity, we've had a real practical example of generosity this year. Um, particularly through um, one family, um, David and Janet have been able to come over to the UK from uh, Kenya. And we would like um, to be able to pray for, we would like, um, those of you who know, or those of you who don't know them, who they're going back on Wednesday, is it? Saturday, they're going back next Saturday, so this is their last Sunday. So, uh, we want to, uh, the, the minutes are going to ask them to come up the front and you pray, and come and pray for them. If you need, um, to, uh, go, you need to collect your children before you pray for them. Someone else is collecting their, their other children, but you need to collect your children. They will be here. You can come back up and pray for them. Um, so I'm just going to, uh, pray and then we'll get Janet and Richard, uh, Janet and David. uh, out at the front sorry mine had friends called janet and richard so you put the names together janet and david out at the front yeah just stand with me father god i thank you that you are generous you were so generous that you gave your son jesus you gave everything for us so that we could have life So we could have a relationship with you. And Lord, we want to be generous with our lives, with our time, our relationships, and with our money. I'm just going to give you, if you just want to to have a moment uh, quiet, and if you want to just sort of... Pray with God and just think, yeah, God, I want to, I want to go on this journey. or I want to, I want to you know, increase this adventure. I think there's always a challenge, isn't it? Wow, how much more? How much more? Yeah, just uh, pray in your heart to God. And if you're in a place where you think, I can't possibly give anything, ask him to give you something so that you can give. Yeah, Father, thank you for your love and faithfulness. That everything we have comes from you. Everything we have comes from you. Yeah. That you have given us incredible riches of every kind. Spiritual riches and relational riches. Father, riches of relationship with you. And you've blessed us financially. Yeah. Lord, we want to love you and honour you. Amen.